At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Hello, guys, and welcome to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I am James Hinchcliffe. And I'm Alexander Rossi. And this is a fun little podcast about talking to exceptional people doing exceptional things. Alex, Fun little? Well, for now. Uh, I think we're medium-sized. we got Thim here. Thim... How's it going? ...does add it's some... It's Tim, by the way. Wait, it's... No, it's Thim. It's them, but Alexander. I don't love that. Just, I don't, I okay. don't care. It doesn't matter. It's weird that you keep interrupting grown-ups. Now, down to business. Down to brass tacks, which is off track. Off track is a podcast to talk to exceptional people doing exceptional things. Alex, you and I have had to work very hard to get to the top level of open wheel racing in North America. We know all about pushing ourselves, making sacrifices, and operating at a very high level. Correct, yes. And what we want to do is talk to other people who have done the same. Now, for those of you that are not IndyCar fans, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, you might not know who Alex and I are. Probably definitely not. Probably definitely not. Yeah. Unless you are an Amazing Race fan or, or Dancing, Dancing with the Stars, Stars fan. fan. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's just put it this way. It's weird and rude to talk about yourself. So Alex, why don't you tell the listeners of Off Track all about me? He is one of the guys in the Verizon IndyCar series that regardless of the scenario, regardless of the race weekend, the team, he's always someone that you are trying to beat. He's always in the top six, which for us is, is kind of a benchmark um, for ultimate performance. He came back from what is documented as the most horrifying and biggest impact crash in IndyCar history um, and claimed pole which is qualifying first for the Indianapolis 500 the exact following year. So um, has done some pretty amazing things in his career. Multi-time race winner um, is a staple in this championship and someone that personally I have to work my ass off uh, every weekend to try and beat. You sure know how to make a guy blush. I mean, can you talk about me now? Well, Alexander Rossi, I actually met when he was a a snot-nosed kid racing Formula BMW in Mexico City. Where he went Did on you to meet win. me? I don't remember you at all. No, nor should you. <laughs> you were the talk of the town. You just talk about how great he is. You don't even remember meeting him? No. <laughs> he didn't know who I was back then. I was nobody back then, but neither was he, except for a young kid with a lot of talent who ended up winning the Formula BMW World Championships in Mexico City that weekend, and that propelled him into a career over in Europe. Rather than racing in North America and coming up through the ranks here like I did, he went over to Europe to chase the Formula One dream, and though widely touted as America's biggest talent and best shot at a career in Formula One, Formula One's got some politics that aren't super awesome and aren't super fair. He made his debut, he did some races over there, did an incredible job over there, but ultimately an opportunity came up to race full-time in the IndyCar Series in 2016, and Alex came back over to North America, back home, and not only did he show up to the IndyCar Series, he showed up in a big way by winning the Indianapolis 500 in 2016, the same year I started first, he finished first, 
in his very first attempt at the greatest spectacle in racing. He's gone on to win another race at Watkins Glen and is regular at the top in IndyCar. And as he said, a very tough guy to beat. Also finished P4 in The Amazing Race, season something. Season 30. 30? Which is unbelievable. Crazy. And I'm Tim. Yeah. Yeah. You're so Tim. So <laughs> what Tim has accomplished is Tim regularly, even though we are professional we racing drivers, <laughs> Tim slash Thim is a Mario Kart expert. To be fair, like legitimately, he will beat us regularly at Mario Kart. It is, it is not. It's concerning a little bit. True that being good on a racetrack makes you good at Mario Kart because I imagine you're terrible on a racetrack. I mean, excellent. nobody's given me the chance yet. Uh, I've I've driven with him through the streets they. of Los Angeles. Nor it's should pretty they. bad. All right, so who do we have on today? I mean, it's the first episode. It's the first podcast. It's the inaugural episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Who do we have? We decided to reach for the. <laughs> middle-ish on our first... I'm kidding. We decided to reach for the top. The top of Indiana. Definitely the top of Indiana. and one a of the flat state. One of the, <laughs> <laughs> one of the top guys in social media-ness, I think. And what was, at one point, a top guy in, in the NFL. He had a very successful career in the NFL for the Indianapolis Colts. He has since retired from professional sport and moved on to professional comedy, professional podcasting, professional serious XMing, professional swimming in rivers. That he did before, <laughs> before he retired. But yes, of course, anyone who knows the story knows we are talking about Mr. Pat McAfee. And he was gracious enough to be our first guest. We're very excited about it. But first, we've got something fun for you after this break. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. I just got a series of text messages, and I want to. I want. I need to. It's grinding my gears. I know that first world problems are still problems. You literally said last week how much this pissed you off. The most frustrating thing. All right, jeez, let's move yeah. on. I'm glad that's over. Here's, Here's what, what grinds, grinds my gears. Look, this absolutely drives me insane. If you are writing somebody a text message, and it's a multiple sentence text message. Write the whole message before you hit send. If you send eight messages that could be sent in one message, all you're doing is annoying the person on the other end of the line. Because your, your phone just buzzes and keeps going off. Do you know there's a solution for that? It's called putting your phone on mute, which after spending time with you, I don't think you know that that's a function. It's a little switch on the side where you can just click it. Okay. And your phone goes away. No, no, no. no. You had your minute to talk. I think oh, it, it, there's, so there's, there's a reason for it. A, train of thought. Because that's how your mind works and it builds and constructs what the points that you're trying to get across are. Number two, subconsciously, you want the person to have another notification because you want them to, to look at their phone. Look, your okay, all your points are wrong. And here's why. One, your continuous train of thought building on building up. As you're writing it, that happens, right? No. So like you can you that the next thought is happening before you hit. You don't send know what goes on in my head, the, dude. Nobody knows what goes on in your head. I'm talking about the rest of us. 
Second of what was your second point? Because it was also wrong. My second point is you're getting you're getting more. Oh, yeah, you're trying to get your attention. Yeah. Right, right. So if it's an emergency, fine. Send a bunch. Send the message and then send a bunch of one exclamation mark text. If it's an emergency, this happens when it's not an emergency, and all it does is but what it does is make me not want to respond to you. That's all that does, which is why I never respond to you. Thank God. That and I don't. I don't generally I just, like you. I don't. Well, I don't text you ever. Ronda Rousey announced that she's going WWE wrestling. Oh, so what? She can get like the third loss in a row? <laughs> Just rack up another L? Yeah, it was a rough, it was a rough end for her in UFC. That it wasn't good. And, but and- here, let me ask you a question, okay? Because this is a question that comes up. Ronda Rousey is one of the greats of female fighting in UFC. Was she? Was she though? Exactly. Yeah. Or was she just the first one that was kind of okay and then made it big and actually like was an inspiration to other female fighters that were like, yeah, holy crap, this is actually a an thing An inspiration now. to other female fighters to be on Entourage? <laughs> That's, but hold on. That's like saying, oh, you won the 500, then you went on an amazing race. You can't criticize her for that. Criticize no, her for what she did or didn't do in the sure, ring. Sure, 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 sure. Right? So here, but here's my thing. I think that she was good for the level that was existing when she first started. But I think that she helped pave the way for other fighters that were far better than her. She's the, she she's opened the, the door. Dude, she's the female Chuck Liddell. Okay. Chuck Liddell was like the yeah, first like, kind of star of UFC. Sure. He wasn't that okay, fit. Okay. He wasn't that good. But so, he was good for the people that were there at the time. So and here people we, realized it was a thing. So what? She thinks that she's going to go to the WWE now and be another groundbreaker and like try and reclaim some of that fame? It doesn't have to be a groundbreaker. The WWE is a scripted... It's a show. She's an actress now. It's interesting. Yeah. Right? Because like that's, that's 100% a show. It's scripted. It's choreographed. That whole bit. So like whatever. It'd, credit to her. Fu- it'd be funny if they scripted her to lose again. <laughs> I don't think they will. Because... She is a legitimate fighter. Like a lot of those guys, she girls, whatever, in WWE. Dude, Dude, she would like, beat the living no, crap out of both yeah. of us at once. If you guys had to do like one of those And fights. them. She would beat you, me, oh, and them. hands down. First of all, I've said many times, I'm a lover, not a fighter, and I'm not that good of a lover. <laughs> I would definitely. There, she's, she joins a very long list of women that would be easily win in a fight against me. But if you guys had to be in one of those fights, if it was like a tag team fight, who would your partner be? So wait, so it's us and another it's, person? It's, it's, you, it's you and another person and, and you and another person. Oh boy. You have against to, two. Against, e- against e- each other. Oh wow. Okay. So, so okay. I, would, I would choose Zac Efron um, just so I could feel better about my looks. And yeah, I, I just think that... So sorry, sorry. Hold on. Wait a minute. Time out. Or as in Canada, we would say, car... You're saying you would pick Zac Efron to feel better about your looks. Yeah. So you're saying yeah. that you think you're more attractive <laughs> than Zac Efron. No, but it's funny to say. I would choose Zac Efron because I think it'd be awesome to meet him. I so think he's, he's still on the Zac Efron. He's still, okay, we're I'm still, still doing going this. with Zac Efron. Okay. Did you see him in the new Baywatch? <laughs> he was carrying fridges. He was doing Alex, things. Alex, I'm going to the- be honest with you. No. Oh. <laughs> and uh, nor should you have done that. <laughs> I tell you what. I thought... Did tell, you see? Tell me what. Did you see him in Neighbors? Yeah, he's pretty. I mean, he's pretty jacked. Like he's a, he's pretty ripped. Yeah, fine, right. Fine. And so I don't know. I just feel like you know him and I could do a good job together. Okay, um, but don't you think he's kind of like for show jacked, like like for show ripped, not actually ripped? He's still more show ripped than you are actually ripped. So 
I'm not trying. I'm not saying I should be your partner. No, no. I'm just saying why are you judging someone based on the fact that they have show muscles? Okay, look. There are people that are well, no, they're they're ripped in like a sense that like they go to the gym for the sake of looking vanity ripped, vanity ripped. Thank you, absolutely. Yeah, but that's still that's still strength that they have. It is, but it's not the same. Okay. Well, then, James, who who who's yours? Honestly, I think if I had to pick a guy that was going to go into the ring on my behalf and beat whoever Not it is on your behalf, just well, like, with you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, to take over for me if I got let out me guess, it's going to be Ryan Reynolds because it would be funny. Okay, first of all, Ryan Reynolds is jacked and kind of like Zac Efron jacked, He's but probably jacked. I still think he could beat Zac Efron in a fight, but that's, just because that's he was a in different, Deadpool a different, and jumped over things and yes. Oh, for all those reasons. Plus, he's Canadian. But, but, yeah. I would pick Vinny Jones. Quick, like, oh. Vinny Jones, a.k.a. Bullet Tooth Tony from Snatch. Oh, Because yeah. that guy is hard AF. That yeah. guy's, like, street jacked. But he's definitely, like, he'll beat your opponent and then also just beat you up, too, for the hell That's of fine, it. as long as our team wins. I'll take the beating. I'll take it because he'll be like, "You didn't do enough," and he'll beat me up after he's beaten up both of the other people. I'd like team. to change my answer at this point. Yeah, no, you got, <laughs> Zach Efron is getting his beautiful face pummeled by Vinnie Jones. That'd be in bad, our and, and me, me too. And then that would be yeah, on no, your you conscience. Need, yeah, it'd be yeah, bad. yeah, and that'd be on my conscience. I don't want Zach to get destroyed by Vinnie Jones. I could tell Vinnie to just go easy on him. Yeah, just incapacitate you and Vinnie him are tight. peacefully. Yeah, me and VJ. So I'd 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 go. Uh, can I change my answer or no? Uh, yeah, go I for mean, it. I mean, no, but yeah, go for it. Pat McAfee. By, mm, okay. Because I think Pat McAfee could could put him in a ring, and I think he could do some damage. Going into the ring, Pat McAfee, you're representing Indiana at the same time. I think that'd be... That's the California boy who lives in Indianapolis. Whatever. I mean, Pat's from Pennsylvania. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Nobody asked you, Fim. <laughs> Look, that's a much better fight. Vinny Jones and Pat McAfee would be a much better fight. Yeah. So I, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you. It, that's but, a good. One. I, I still I, think I Vinny's going to win. I got to say, if Zach's listening, he should email us at hi at offtrackpod.com. I think he should also do that. If you're telling people how to email us, which is hi at offtrackpod.com, you can also leave us voicemails. We would actually love to hear from the fans of the show. From both of you. We'd love to hear from you. The number is 317-731-2372. Call, leave a voicemail, ask some questions, tell us what you want to hear, tell us how much you dislike them. 317-731-2372. Coming up on this episode, we have the distinct pleasure well, or disappointment there you go. of speaking to NFL Pro Bowler Pat McAfee who not only is a now-retired football player at, like, what, 30 years old, but also a stand-up comedian, a IndyCar sponsor. An all-around good guy. Well, that's Eh. also up for debate. The one thing that I will give him is he's the only person I know that was arrested for public intoxication and became more popular. In his community. Afterwards, yes. Which is mind-boggling. One of the most impressive feats, I think, of his illustrious career thus far, and I can't wait to hear more about what Pat has to say for himself. You guys are going to love this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I, of course, am oh, James Hinch. Oh, hold on. I love the name. 
off track. Thank I you. love the name. You like that? Yeah, you need a clever name in the world we're in right now. Boom. Off track. Incredible name. Sorry. Guys, for the very first guests on this podcast, on Off Track, we are honored, humbled, super grateful to the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Pat McAfee. Don't be. This is an honor of mine to be talking to two reality TV stars <laughs> and indie car racers. This is an honor of mine. Thanks for coming by the office. This is really cool. This is this is pretty exciting. Uh, we are starting this little this little thing, and we, mm-hmm. we we sat down. We had a big meeting with everybody. We thought, who would be just like an awesome first guest? We gotta like we gotta hit the ground running with this thing. We got we want people to be excited. We want people to want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And literally, uh, it was a unanimous like vote. And mm-hmm. but but luck turned us down. Yeah. So we're like, okay, but if, if he can't do it, who yeah. else would be like super good to have? Mm-hmm. Like Pat, it's gotta be Pat. Well, I think luck would have been a great interview right now. I think if you would have got Andrew Luck on the show, it would have been monstrous. So I'm excited that that was your first thought. It seems as if you guys have the right foot. You're off to the right step. But you were a close second. You were right there. Everybody needs a number two. On, huh? on, on, Just on like me note. on Dancing with the Stars. Everybody I'm going to beat Tim to it because I know he's he was queuing up for that one. So on that note, do you, do you have Andrew's contact info? So I don't. <laughs> I, I, do have, I do have his phone number. Ah, cool. But I'm not sure if it's his current. Like, you know, I have a number for him. God, I don't yeah. know if it's, it's the number. I mean, we can take an address. We'll we'll look into it. We'll look into it. We were kidding. You were guest number one. You Thanks, were guest number and guest number one. In everybody's hearts. Um, t- so for the people that are listening to off track that maybe don't listen to what you do, tell everybody a little bit about uh, Barstool Heartland. What you guys are doing here. So now um, my life revolves around creating content on the internet. We have a serious XM show every day, three hours, ten to one American Standard Time. And then we have podcasts that come out every single day of the week, and we have video series and everything like that. And there's like 11 of us that work here. There's a few of my friends from back home, a couple uh, people from Indianapolis, a guy from L.A., a guy from Chicago. And then we just create stuff on the Internet all day, every day, just trying to trying to make the world laugh a little bit, and we just have a good time with it. That's got to be hard, right? Like, you're, you're, living, you're living the damn American dream. You're playing yep. professional football. Yeah. And then this opportunity comes up. How, how did all the stars align to kind of have that that transition. I fell out of love with punting footballs. Really? Yeah, I hated it. Just, I, just I, did it too much? There was just no fulfillment in going to work anymore. So, like, whenever I was in college, our team really loved each other. When I was at the beginning of my NFL career, the first regime, Bill Polian, Caldwell as the head coach, Peyton was there. That whole group was just like a team. Like, everybody liked each other. Everything was good. And we were winning a lot. So it was, like, a really cool. And then the cha- transition happened. We were still winning a lot, but the team just became this situation where I didn't enjoy it as much. I just kind of fell out of love with the whole operation. I hated my boss. I didn't enjoy it, but I was falling in love with what I was doing off the field. So off track, I was I was doing radio with Bob and Tom. I was doing stand-up, all this stuff. And I was just getting so much fulfillment out of that feeling, like whenever people are like, hey, thank you so much for this morning. It was hilarious, that type of stuff. So I really, it was just, I felt like all of the successful people when they're on, they're on their deathbed just say, do what you love, right? Do what you enjoy doing. You'll figure it out, basically. And I just, I figured they all couldn't be wrong. So I fell out of love with it. And I was like, you know what? There's a lot of money, obviously, that I could potentially make here. But I've already taken care of everybody that I have to take care of. I've already done everything I'm supposed to do for my family and friends. Uh, I just want to go have fun and enjoy it. That's what I've been doing. So everything just kind of lined up perfectly. Barstool Sports uh, basically was like, hey, what are you thinking about whenever you retire? We got a lot of money now. We want you to think about us. I was like, that might be coming a lot sooner than people think. (laughs) And they were like, well, we want you to come to New York. I said no. So they let me do my own affiliate out here. And now we're off and running. We're just having a great time with it. What's your favorite sport to watch? Hockey. So really hockey. Did you you fall out of love with football in general? No, I love football. Okay. 
So it was just I fell out of love with the process like the of job you were being doing a punter. Yeah. yeah, like if I was a quarterback, I, there's no way I'm ever doing what I'm doing. If I was in any other position other than the one where you go out whenever your offense fails, <laughs> right? And like you kind of get sick. You're like, man, this sucks. Like, yeah. I'm so not even. I'm only here because we're not doing well. Well, it's cool because you can, if you do it right, you can really like if you. If you punt well, you can control the game. Field position, you can really control the game. So I had those feelings, those moments. But it was like, I don't love this team. I don't love who I'm working for right now. I don't, I just, I kind of really fell out. I thought my time with the NFL had come and gone. But this last season, being a fan, I've had so many friends in the league. I loved watching. I, but my entire life, I've been a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. So I enjoy watching oh, hockey gross. a lot. Yeah. yeah, we just win a lot. We're yeah, just about I mean, to stack sometimes. up a third Stanley Cup real quick. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, the... Here's here's I'll give you this though. I mean, I'm I'm a Leafs fan. I'm from Toronto. Yeah. That's it's tough. Yeah. It's been better lately. We definitely hold everything that's that that is against you, just so you know. And that's fair. That I'm, I'm okay Canadian? with that. that yeah. Canadian Leafs in general. Fan. Yeah, just all of it, right? I have an English passport. I am half English. So you're English and Canadian? Yeah. That's why I'm so pasty. Right? That's why I'm so pale. So the queen like just dominates your whole life because you... Liz, yeah, she it... makes a mean cup of tea. Great kisser. Is that her name? What Liz, is her name? Liz dominates queen your Liz, life. Queen huh? Elizabeth. <laughs> well, queen, queen, you guys still report to the queen in Canada? Yeah, yeah, we yeah we call her every Tuesday. Yeah, you got have a, a town chat, town crier. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Message got from the queen, and we all gather around outside of our igloos. And uh... <laughs> do all you Canadian superstars like just know each other? Like I uh, assume, like do you all are... you can? Oh, I'm <laughs> you're lumping me in that group. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So here's the problem. There's like a big disparity, right? Because you put me in that group, but like the next lowest person in that group is like Celine Dion. So like, there's a big gap. Wait, you're, you're above Celine Dion? No, no, no. I'm saying it's like it's like it's like Justin Bieber, oh. Drake, The Weeknd, and then like the next level. You're putting those people above Celine Dion? No, wow. I'm putting them up all in nope, the same category. Nope. Pat, Just heard listen, what you said. Listen, wow. I'm putting, Do you know, have you, you this guy? He hasn't even seen Celine Dion in concert yet. Wow. And he has been wow. asked for years. This is literally this wow. is my to go. He's just, this is my girlfriend talking through Alex's and, mouth. And literally, That's what's happening right now. Literally, do you want to know what's amazing? I went and saw Celine. She held my hand. I want to um, go see was, Celine. You awesome. never take me to see Celine. Let's not get crazy. I've never seen a Celine Dion concert either, but Thank everybody you. respects the OG Canadian She's talent incredible. that is Celine Dion. I don't know where you. You got just put that. her below Bieber in your no, mind. No, I said, look, you let me finish. You might get, you might get, Pat, you Pat. might lose that Canadian passport. Let me, let you me might finish be English the point. by the let end me, of this. Let <laughs> me finish the point, and then you can attack me. Okay, okay? Yep. I'm saying all of those people that I mentioned, including Celine Bieber, the other ones, whatever. Yeah, they're all in the upper echelon of Canadian mm -hmm. famedom, right? Yeah. The next level consists of people like me and like the skip of the curling team. Do you know what I mean? So like. There's a big gap there. Not a bad group of people to be lumped with. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm Are you, just saying is Sidney Crosby? Where's Sidney Crosby? He's at? in the top. Where's I mean, Robert? Wickens? That guy's like, I love Canada. He's up there with us. All right. You he's know gonna, he's gonna you know he's he's gonna take off that kid. He, he's gonna be all right. You know Niagara Falls. There's a Burger King with a Frankenstein on top of it. Do you know that? I was staying in a motel that was like seven dollars a night right next door to it. Had a light hanging off of an electrical cord off the ceiling. No covers. Rats everywhere probably. And anytime I was intoxicated, I'd just look for the Frankenstein, and I'd just stumble towards that. It was like a mecca almost. There you go. The Frankenstein Burger King was, was the, my it mecca. Was, it was a northern light. So, so speaking right of you know spending huge amounts of money on hotel rooms, yeah, seven bucks. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, what's the dumbest thing that you've spent money on? So when, many. This is this when you started to get like serious cash. This is like, an unanswerable question. Just, <laughs> just, just give me the, like, the first one. <laughs> like what's, that's what we strive for. This is on. an unanswerable <laughs> question. No, it's not. It is. 
Absolutely not. I don't think you it have, have any idea. High, it doesn't have to be a high monetary value. It's just something that is so I bought stupid. Two, I bought two goats from Australia one night. Okay, live goats. I've heard this. I remember that. I bought two goats from Australia. (laughs) I bought a professional wrestling. Please tell me about the goats from Australia. No, I want. I want to know how much the shipping cost for the goats. So the goats were two for two hundred and fifty dollars. It was like a deal. Live Australian goat. I guess I found this on the internet. And the shipping of said goats from Australia to America was seven thousand five hundred dollars. And I okayed it completely at like three thirty a.m. Three thirty a.m. Wait, Uh, there's just so many. The internet makes everything so magical. Where where are the goats? I canceled it so. I got a call from Australia the next day. Literally, they said, we've never got an order. I don't know the accent. They never got an order from... Um, that's not sure. It. But they said, we've never got an order from America. Right. Never had an order from America before. There it is. Where I ordered. They're like, we've never had a ship. This had to be a mistake because I was deep in the internet. I was like deep You're in the In internet. the dark web. Yeah, I was way in You're paying in with there. Bitcoin. The dark web. Yeah, yeah, I was <laughs> way in there. What did you start with to get Who you knows? to Australian Who knows, okay. dude? This yeah. is not what the- was the first Google search <laughs> yeah. of that night? Oh. It's probably like socks. I think, I, I think Vinatieri was with us at the early beginning of the night and i think the uh, the initial thought was like i'm gonna get a vinitary goat right because he's the goat i think oh, is where it all started so i was like i'm gonna get a vincent van goat and then i'm gonna get a vinitary goat and they're gonna be two twin goats and then somehow it all led to australia somehow because they're the goat of goats right, from what goat. i've learned <laughs> so i was all the way in australia and i got two of them i got a professional we'll, we'll wrestling ring dumb purchases though this an aquatic is, vehicle this is all checking out thank you i agree this makes perfect sense so we need something else i got an aquatic <laughs> vehicle that can't float I That's mean, bad. That, that okay. aquatic vehicle, strictly because it can go on air, land, and sea, yep. and it can't float. But, but okay, That's bad. Yeah, so many So things. just air and land, then? I don't even think it can fly. I was going to say, if it doesn't so, float, so, I would not trust that so thing you, in the sky. You just got a car. <laughs> I got a vehicle. Okay. Yeah. But it's it's very small, and it has like eight wheels on the side. And it came at the cost of something that also floats and flies. Yep. yep. The first house I bought was at like 6 a.m., uh, after a <laughs> night at a bar. It was like right before my birthday. It was uh, Kentucky Derby weekend. Oh, that'll get you. So a house. I mean, I bought a house. There's so many stupid Have you purchases. bought a horse yet? Uh, no, no, no horses. I don't with horses. Just goats from Australia. Goats only because the I horses understand. are scary. Can I ask a question? Yeah. I feel like I feel like it's an okay topic to bring up. Can't wait. you're pretty awesome about stuff. Can't wait to hear it. But like, for those people that aren't from Indianapolis, mm-hmm. a lot of them won't know the canal story. Yeah, it's all allegedly anyways. <laughs> Never convicted. <laughs> Never convicted. I was definitely drunk in public. Right. <laughs> there's no That's question I was drunk in public. Yeah, there's so, like, no question. When you woke up the next morning, how did you feel? I was in jail. So, so, so cold. It was chilly. <laughs> was a little chilly. I was in solitary confinement because I was a special inmate. So lonely. Lonely. And I just was thinking, like, man, I am not good enough at punting a football to be in jail right now. Like, no way. I'm missing a team meeting probably right now. They don't, <laughs> you don't have a claw. I'm like, man, this is it for me. You're not recovering from And this. the exact opposite happened. And I didn't know that the canal story was even out there yet. I had no idea because the canal situation is always allegedly because I was not. I mean, let's not act like I remember it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I was walking down the street. The cop found me walking down the street. Right. So what? What, what had you allegedly done for those that don't know? They the story? said that. Well, because they asked me a lot of questions. A, a, they're very. They're very nosy. The cops are very nosy. Yeah. Like out of nowhere too, just like standard conversation straight into nosy because they found me with my shirt off when it was twenty nine degrees at four a.m. I don't. It's a little nosy, officer. I'm just walking home, I said. Maybe you're just, you're just brave. He said, uh, where are you going? Maybe you're Canadian. I said, I'm going home. No, I wouldn't be Canadian. <laughs> just right. know that. Just would have apologized. As he's sitting here in a Stars and Stripes tank top yeah. and jean shorts. <laughs> yep. Good call. Yeah. Very Canadian, though, by the way. Jean shorts are very Canadian. Boom. Canadian tuxedo. Yep. Denim on denim on denim. Denim, denim, denim. 
Who knew that Super Mario was also Canadian? So I was just walking down the street and it was all and they said I wanted the canal because they asked me why I was wet. I said it was raining after like the third time they asked me. The first time they asked me why I'm wet, I said, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't remember much. And they're like, uh, why are you wet? I'm like, literally, we just had this conversation. I have no idea what just happened. I was walking. You saw me. This whole thing happened. I don't remember much. And they go, you don't tell us why you're wet. You're going to jail. I said, well, obviously, it's raining. It rained. And then in the police report, they write, when asked why he was met wet, McAfee said it was raining. And then go on to like tell us about how we we're in the middle of like a two-month drought at the time, right? It's just taking shots immediately at me so then they're like where's your shirt i was like i feel like we're going in circles here i don't remember i have no idea they're like if you don't tell us where your shirt is you're going to jail and i was like well i'm not a betting man but i assume it's wherever i got wet at so they wrote <laughs> they wrote when asked where his shirt was he said where he got wet at and then they wrote that they I w- didn't yes they, they did. did not write that down yeah where he got wet at i believe is what they actually said in the police report they was a real one-sided tale and then they concluded that i was in the canal swimming and that's where my shirt was and not that you just were hot and poured a bottle of water on yourself uh or i'm a sweater i could have been in a hot tub i mean i'm a wet very, t-shirt contest a lot of things could have happened i mean broader that stuff happens that's why it's all allegedly so that's the story but if you look it up on google boy my mugshot's right in there Right there, and it's not a good one. Oh, we'll, we'll put it up on our Instagram and uh, Twitter yeah. at Ask Off Track on both. For sure, yeah. You can stay in touch with us on Twitter and Instagram at, at Ask Off Track, or you can take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram or Snapchat story. We're also taking emails at ask at offtrackpod.com and phone calls at 317 731 2372. That's ask at offtrackpod.com and 317-731-2372. If you like what you have to say, we'll mention it on the next show. So you better make it good. We're also on Twitter at at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. And of course, Thim is available at at the Tim Durham. We're going to get that switched to at the Thim Durham any day now. Lightning round. Oh, I'm think, excited. I think it would be a fun thing to knock out. So, in the uh, in the room of trust here that we have going on, absolutely fastest you've ever driven. Oh, I'm I'm a I'm a driver. Okay. Oh, this is good. I'm this a driver. Good. So yeah. are we. I was trained by Ari Leindyke. I've heard of him. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. The senior. senior okay. The senior. So not the bachelor. Yeah, I got to drive the pace car for the Grand Prix. Yeah, you did a couple years ago. I remember that. And I got a chance. They didn't tell me until day of, so I didn't get to know the track. <laughs> When I walked into my training, which I understand is a big deal for you guys, knowing where to turn, yeah. pretty big deal. We wing it sometimes. It's not a good idea, I've heard. I mean, James forgot to turn once. but Yeah, I, I gave up in the middle of a turn once. It didn't end well for me. But I I, I've gone like 130 before, I think, 140. I'm nowhere near what you guys are doing. But did, did you pay attention when you were driving the pace car how fast it was going? Uh, yeah, we we're up to like 110, I think. They wouldn't let me go that fast. Yeah. They kept saying slow down, and then Ari lied to them about the speed I was going a couple of times, which is very nice of him to yeah, let he, me keep he, going. Yeah, he snuck you under yeah, and said, but oh, I felt, he's only doing 90. Yes, I felt pretty good, going, and I got to break the 110 thing for him because he did that for me. So, But I've taken like – I had. I've had a few nice cars in my life. And like? I've, I've opened a couple up. I got this Bentley Continental Spur that has a good oh, engine that's in pretty it. nice. Yeah, it's real heavy, though. It runs like <laughs> But I got that thing up to like 120. It's like a massive pretty... V12, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a, very, very It's a big large. and a straight line kind of car. Very yeah. straight line. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I was going didn't stop very well. didn't turn very well. I was going home to Pennsylvania, and I was just straight across Ohio, mm-hmm. where there's no turns at all. <laughs> 
and it was just wide That's open. what it was made for, Ohio. Yep, exactly. Bentleys were designed for Ohio. Oh, yeah. I, I thought you meant going right through it, but yeah. Oh, awesome. You can't just go right through it. It's so long and boring. It's impossible. I have a Tesla as well, though. So Do I, you like that car? I got car sick the first two months I had it. So no. Well, because the <laughs> zero to 60... <laughs> You can't not do it. It's it's incredible. You literally can't not do it. Yeah, right. It's the fastest golf cart in the history of the world. <laughs> it's impossible not to do it. So I enjoy driving fast. Yeah. Elon Musk making the world's fastest golf carts. Best locker room in the NFL. What stadium? Who's got it? The so Cowboys, Cowboys new stadium is awesome. Yeah. The Oakland Raiders, though, I got a chance to play in their stadium, and that is awesome. Because you're literally sitting in something that definitely has rust. And, like, what do you get from Rust? What do you get from Rust? Tetanus. Tetanus, yeah. That whole thing's in there. Allegedly. There's lockers (laughs) on top. Like, me and Vinatieri split this little tiny little high school locker because there's just no room. There's only two shitters. You got 53 guys in there. There's no (laughs) doors on the shitter. There's, like, three sinks. It's just so and absurd. It's like, this is a lot of fun. Like, this is old. Like, people were smoking cigarettes in between halves in the NFL back in the day in those locker rooms. It's right. like a little piece of history. Lambeau Field. So that's why also, you liked it. Yeah, I loved it just because it was so shitty. I yeah. enjoyed it. Lambeau Field is awesome because you're at Lambeau, obviously. But yeah, I think Dallas is probably the nicest place. Yeah, Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings new place is really good, too. Yeah. yeah. Good toilet paper to really change an entire atmosphere. Dude, that's a that's a... That's no BS right there because yep. you cannot cheap out on toilet paper. I don't what know is, how you guys do it in your suits and sweaty. You, if you have a little monkey butt, <laughs> oh, it's probably a terrible oh, 500 miles. We've got a lot of swamp ass. Swamp ass is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. seems that like that could be possible. It's not great. Do you, you get to ask this a lot. Do no. you just piss your suits? That's not a thing. It is 100% a thing. What? You piss your suit. I've never done it. And I, I'll say that hard over. If, if I had done it, I would admit it. But it happens every race. No, it does not. Pees every session. Wow, how about that right there? On Australia. blast, off track, on Sorry. track, pissing Sorry. all over the place. I, I, I wasn't going to say his name. I was going to say that it rhymed with willpower. But <laughs> so that's on track talk. We just got a little on track. Talk. We got a little on track. So that's... wait, is that why they bailed on the white suits with him? Yes, so he had a gray suit that one season for one race, sense. and then they realized that was bad, so they got him a black suit. How does he do it though? I feel like that's a pretty intense <laughs> I feel situation. Like you he does it. He does it before we start. Down. Oh, so when you're just sitting there, he's like, well, you know what? Chilling. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get us out of the way now. Let's go ahead and loosen up this suit a little bit. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you have to go, like if you mid race find yourself in a situation where you have to go, the yeah. doctors actually tell you to go because if you hit the wall, and we're traveling at 230 miles an hour. If you hit the wall of over 100 g impact and your Jesus. bladder's full, it can rupture and that can be not not great news for you. Oh my god! I think so if they you tell hit a wall, you. I didn't know that. Yeah, bad. Hey Rossi, you should think about. No, they did I'm going to start pissing myself. Yeah, they, all the time. they didn't. They didn't tell you that. They didn't tell you that specifically. <laughs> I'm going to be. I'm going to be the new guy. It's, that's going to be me and Will. It's your new thing. Uh, yeah. Well, your car's half yellow anyway. So uh, yeah. I'm so happy you just learned that. Like yeah. I'm happy you've already won the Indy 500 and done so much in Thank racing you. that yeah. you've just learned that you're not supposed to have a full bladder when you crash into a wall. Oh, bro. Pat, last movie you ever saw. Give me a five-second review. Uh, it was called My Friend Dahmer. It's about Jeffrey Dahmer, and I think you'll learn a lot about why he was the way he was because he's just a super nerd. <laughs> it made a whole lot more sense. Made once a you lot do of a look. sense. Yep. Saw none of his kills, though. The, the, the move, no spoilers, but there's zero kills of Dahmer, just his weird high school days. Okay, so Bit of a didn't spoiler, love it. But, okay. didn't, I don't love much. Okay. All right, so Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Round one. I'm going to give you a category of people. Mm-hmm. You have to imagine that category of people is, is in a massive physical brawl. Who do you think comes out the winner? Nice. Today, your guys' category, I will be the judge of this, and I'm very bribable. 
Your guys' category is characters from The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I have a question. Do the Munchkins count as one group? Like, are they, do they count as a a fighter? That or? is it. No, that's a great question. Because there's um, 157 of them in the movie, but they're very small. So I'm going to make a judgment call, and I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Yeah, they count as one. Munchkins w- count as one. What the f- is a Munchkin? I'm not going to. Have you the, seen Have you seen Wizard of Oz? Absolutely not. Okay, this is going to be harder for you. Then. Lucy wins though. Lucy Dorothy. Dorothy. Dorothy's Dorothy the, wins. Yep. The okay. yellow brick road right to victory lane. The why? One, why? Why does she win the brawl? Because the one's got no heart, right? Yep. The munchkins, in my head, I think of the minions. They got no arms. I don't know what they are. She <laughs> beats no, them. They're just, okay. they're just, they're just, they're just little people. They still have arms. Little people have arms. I'm friends with a lot of little people. Okay. Two well, of them, to be exact. So... So have a little respect for that, Rossi. <laughs> Anyways, Lucy wins over that one. Dorothy. Dorothy, Dorothy <laughs> wins over that one. Okay, Why? all right, fine. But yeah, what does Dorothy do? How does she beat the heartless tin man? Well, she's got red shoes on, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So don't even worry about it. Red bottoms <laughs> do work. Those, they're not those red Louis bottoms. Bottoms. They're, they're red tops. Yeah. They're red tops. She, she, Louis B. wasn't around back then. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, I just picked a girl. I just because right, you know right. what? His, his, his vote is for Dorothy. Okay. Dorothy because of red shoes. Alex, what do you have? No, the lion, right? Then the lion, isn't there a lion? There's, in the there's, cowardly, a, lion. there's a lion. Cowardly oh, lion. he's a coward. He loses yeah, for see? sure. Exactly. But, but he's still a lion, though. Yeah, but he, like, he's a scared lion. Right. Yeah, soft lion. Okay. Right. Wicked Witch. But that's she, the wrong movie. But she loses. Like, yeah, that's the point no, of no, that movie. No, she loses in the movie. The, and, and I'm sorry, there's no fighting in the movie, is there? This is a brawl. The Wicked Witch has powers of spells. Wow. She has the capability to paralyze people if she wants to, wow. while she then goes in for the final kind of kill. She can do whatever. She, she can make people into. She can make them into scarecrows. She can make them into tin men. Oh, she can the make scarecrow! Into, she can make you into whatever she wants. That's the point of how they became a scarecrow and a tin man. No, you just throw a match at the scarecrow and game over. So I'm not. He's that's not, not yeah, a scarecrow. No, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. So okay, Wicked Witch wins. Yeah, but you can throw a match at the scarecrow. You can also just get a little bit of water on her. Like she just she the right she which like, leads she can, perfectly she can be, into my selection. She can be up in the air. She's in which the sky. She doesn't have to be on the ground. Tim, you just teed up my selection for this one for Battle Royale, Tim, Wizard of Oz. I'm going. Be careful. I'm going with Toto. You picked two. You already you picked already a group picked of people. 157 no, no, people. I just, I just asked oh, if they were a person. I was just asking. Well, that's what I'm picking then. I'm picking the 157 <laughs> the little people. Yeah. By the way, that's what I'm picking. Okay. So I want to hear the I want to hear the reason behind behind Toto. Okay. So there's going to be a brawl. Everyone's yeah. going to beat each other up. Most people are going to die. Everyone's going to die or lose, whatever. Just, just dead, dead just little people. Very good chance. All very good chance the witch wins. Okay. Over okay. the 157 little people? She's got magical powers. But and as so you, do they. And Toto's a little dog. Right. I didn't know that. Who's going to attack the dog? The little people. No one's going to fight the, the dog. Witch. No, no. Hang on. The witch literally says, I'm going to get your dog, too. Like, that's, that's <laughs> the line. Like, I'll get you my pretty. And that, your was emotional, dog that was emotional warfare on Dorothy. She had no beef with Toto. Toto's going to run into the woods. Well, she they all would fight. Have a beef They're not going to even know. No one's going to think about it. You She'll guys, be left. You guys and are then flawed. they'll just, he'll just, Wicked he'll just Wicked kick wins. his, he'll kick his water bowl on her. Boom, game over. All dogs go to heaven, which is good for you. Because one of the munchkins is going to send them there quickly. <laughs> <laughs> know that. Know that. Seriously, I'm sick of the disrespect for the munchkins. I, I say, like on, on the next episode, we're, we're going to have to make sure that the guest has actually seen the, the category for the battle royale. No, I think this uh, has actually made it pretty funny. Because no. Lucy's a good, good guest. Yeah. Like, she might, she also, Dorothy. Uh, <laughs> I didn't pick her. I picked the Munchkins. Yeah. After second thought, I went with the Munchkins. Okay, all right. And they win, obviously. All right, Tim. Guys, this one's tough. Um, and usually, uh, like, I'm, nobody bribed me. I'll so buy that, you a drink. Done. Hench wins. With no, 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 no. 
<laughs> Who are you going to say? What type I, I of moral code do we have Are you on kidding me? I know. I've been very upfront that you can bribe me. Give me my table back. I, I respect that. I wish that I had stuck with my... <laughs> I'm on the brother. So yeah, I won. Munchkins, well, you I won. won. I've never I mean, seen the movie. I've never seen the movie. Unbelievable. <laughs> are you no idea me? about the show concept? Literally, once. she can create whatever rain. she like, wants. You're, yeah, but you're banking on Standard. that it's just not raining that day. Like, this is very normal. <laughs> this is very normal that this happened to you. I just uh, won with the Munchkins out of nowhere. Why is well, that no, normal that that happens? Because I know nothing about it. Uh, I have zero clue. It's like when yeah. I gamble on stuff now that I know nothing yeah, about. That makes so sense. When you went, yeah. To be fair, I said you were going to win until he bribed me with a drink. Yeah. So, so technically, Hinch gets P1 on this. No, no. I'm, I take the drink back. He deserved that one. All right, all right. Pat, P1. Nice. Our, our guest this wins our first battle royale. Yeah. How about that? Look at me. Well, now. I hope you enjoyed your one and only time on the show. Mr. Pat McAfee, the inaugural guest on Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. We are so, so grateful uh, to have had you on the show. Thanks for doing it. Thanks for letting us crash your place. It's been awesome, man. Appreciate it. And we can't wait to see you in May. It's been real. You've set the bar very high for, uh, for future guests. I think they'll be okay, man. You guys are really good. I think you're onto something. Thim, Thim, your producer's really good. Well, really good at stirring up well, the pot. Don't I tell like him Pat. that. Now I'm, now I'm glad I gave him the win. Yes. Yeah. Are, okay. you, are you now okay with Thim? Because he called you Thim. When he says it, it doesn't sound mean. Right. No, we mean it in a mean way. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Pat, thanks so much, buddy. You're Canadian. You're not supposed to be mean. I Leave know, the I, mean stuff to the Italian. It's an act. <laughs> he, he apologizes profusely after everything. I am very sorry, too. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks to Pat McAfee for slumming it on the show with us little guys today. You can find him online at at Pat McAfee Show, though I'm not entirely sure why you'd want to. Thanks for listening. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. The music you heard in this episode was written by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library, and the show was produced by Chris Boniello and Jeff Umbro of the Podglomerate and Peter Vincer, Matt Monrian, and Lucy Shen at CastBox. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can listen to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. We'd also like to thank Breakmaster Cylinder for the jingles. The Podglomerate, a sonic universe. Sorry. Sorry for sorry. Sorry, though. Sorry. Sorry. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.